Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is my ghost, my my airship, I don't know, my my favorite co-host on the Citadel. Bringing back that favorite, Josh Finney. Hi, Corey. Hi, Josh. I was not prepared for any games tonight. It, it, it's okay. You know, it's been, it's been a bit of a weird week. What a weird week. I won't, I won't say it's been a week, but it's been a weird week. It's been a weird week because I thought, first of all, we recorded a Boss Rush podcast on Tuesday instead of Wednesday this week. Mm-hmm. So half the day yesterday I thought was Thursday. And I was literally in the middle of texting you it's Tower Casuals Day. And then I remembered that it wasn't because all of my work podcasts record on Wednesday. You know, it's funny that you did that because I spent half the day waiting for a squad that never came yesterday. <laughs> so, and I mean, honestly, with how small it is, they could have kept it that way. So, yeah. uh, I got really excited when I saw people uh, sharing data mined images of Guardian Games stuff, thinking, ooh, boy, we're getting, we got a TWAB today. We did not. Nor is any of that in the TWAB. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> so, fun fact I was reading the TWAB. And I already found two mistakes in not in grammatic grammatical mistakes, not like mistakes for the yeah. game. But uh, there's under where we talk about the arbalist ornament doesn't mm-hmm. has an extra space between the T and the apostrophe. And this is a question, and they end it in an exclamation point. Come on, guys. You know it's it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to let it slide because uh, the person who wrote it, this is their first job. I believe it's the German community manager. Well, okay. Well, if he's so, if I'm going to I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a slight I'll, exception here. Yes, I, I will. I will excuse it this time, Bungie. This time. You know what's not getting excused though, Corey? On a more what's serious not getting note. Excused? What? So <clears throat> we both said how it's been an interesting week. It's been a weird week. For basically the entire length of this show, we've been talking about like these mega leaks that come around like once, maybe twice a year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about this real quick. We're going to talk about this to start off and then we'll go to Corey's show and tell for a lighter note. Oh, um, boy. Show and tell. So I'm not going to I'm not going to name and shame if you're chronically online like the rest of us. You already know who who it is. But uh, last Friday, Bungie comes out and surprises all of us. Uh, they, they tweet out. On, uh, on April 14th, at like 3 or 4 in the afternoon, they tweet out, uh, Community interaction and engagement is central to Bungie and our games. For years, we've invited creators and other members of the community to confidential summits to provide feedback on the future of Destiny. This is a beloved part of the process, but relies heavily on trust. Breaches of this trust could result in our inability to hold more summits. We take these breaches extremely seriously and are taking actions to reinforce our policies with those invited to these internal meetings. Um, so of course that set off rampant speculation uh, as to who who were the perpetrators. There has been a uh, there's there's been you know groups on Reddit and uh, on Discord that have been sharing images for a very long time that have been sharing paste bins, and it's inspired a lot of fake paste bins over the years. Um, we ourselves have t- said that we're never going to talk about leaks uh, simply until Bungie confirms or denies the validity of them because you know things can change. Um, right. The one exception we've made is after the content is in game, we'll talk about yeah, yeah, hey, you know this this came out quite a while ago. This leaked out. Um, for example, like the Lightfall presentation, we knew about like three weeks ahead of time. 
The yeah. Witch Queen infamously leaked almost nine months before it came out. Um, yeah. And so all that happens on Friday. And immediately speculation centered on one specific streamer. Again, not gonna not gonna say their name. Um, just they're they've been a pretty big part of the Destiny community over the years. Um, because they suddenly announced on their channel about two, three hours before this uh, tweet went out that they would no longer be streaming Destiny 2 and made an offhanded comment that uh, it was not their choice. It was Bungie's choice. Bungie had permabanned them, and that's that, and they were moving on. Uh, said streamer went on to do an interview. <laughs> Went on to do an interview with Paul Tassie while asserting their uh, their innocence in the matter. Um, which, I mean, again, I think we've all learned from a few incidents in the past with this specific community. We should probably, like, hold off on burning people at the stake until we know a little bit more. Um, and a lot That's of not how creators, the internet works. That's not how the internet works at all, Corey. You're absolutely right. A lot of content creators, prominent ones that I really respect, were urging you know everybody, hey, let's let's like calm down, let's not let's not jump to accuse this person because you know I don't personally think this person would do it. Well, upon further analyzation of the images and stuff, people were kind of pointing out like oh, it really looks like this person's taskbar down there, like it looks exactly like it, um, but it looks like it was a picture taken off of their desktop and shared to somebody else. Whether they're the original leaker or not remains to be seen, but. Then, <laughs> Monday night, and I, I, I have to emphasize that this was Monday night, because it came out, I saw this when we were playing games at 9, around like 9, 9.30, uh, A1 Johnny and I were in a, uh, we were in a chat together, and uh, this comes out, and because <laughs> our security and legal teams have reviewed irrefutable evidence, including video recordings, verified messages, and images demonstrating a pattern over time that confirmed the same individual shared confidential information for community summits spanning multiple years. We are very disappointed to learn this information and wish that things had gone differently with this person. We do not take these actions lightly and are confident in our decision. This is our final communication on the matter. Um, this individual stated in their interview with Paul Tassie that uh, Bungie had just banned their game account, was not suing them for breach of NDA or anything like that. And I think that was largely out of respect um, for what this person has meant to the community, what they've contributed over the years, um, specifically in the PvE scene. And uh, I think that by Monday night, that goodwill was probably burned up. I'm not going to speculate <laughs> on who, who Bungie may or may not be suing, but I think if you continually go out there and keep bringing it up and asserting that you're innocent after they've probably asked you to keep your mouth shut on it, it's probably not going to go too well for you. Yeah, I um, couldn't say it would. Like, I, and again, like I am, I deliberately do not want to throw this person under the bus. It's somebody that I've, I've liked their content for a long time. Uh, it's really frustrating to see uh, there have been, again, there's been other content creators that we've either been too slow or too quick to throw under the bus in the past. Um, and I don't think this is necessarily a, hey, we're going to throw this person under the bus. It's not like they got exposed for cheating or for running around and I, I don't know doing racial slurs, things like that. Like, you know, they aren't, they aren't being sex pests. They aren't, you know, harassing minors, things like that. They shared confidential information, which is its own kind of problem. But like, I think in terms of like a morality standpoint, far less egregious than the others. And it's like, this person made a, they made a mistake and it's a big fucking mistake. Don't get me wrong. That's a oh, big yeah, fucking it's... mistake. You're, you're NDA. Like, and need I remind everybody that it's not just Bungie. It, you've got the Sony lawyers now too. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, good luck with that one. Um, because you kind of went public and talked about what they told you they didn't want you to talk about. So I don't know how this is going to play out. It it is what it is. I just, I know I personally would not be opening my mouth about any sort of speculation. I would let people's imaginations run wild. And I I get that it's a reputation thing, but I don't remember who pointed it out. I want to say it might've been Liana or it was somebody, it was somebody who works at Bungie and was like, Hey, uh, just so you guys know, we like all of us in this space, we talk like all you may think we all work at different studios. We all talk. Like, if you torpedo your chance with us or violate NDAs with us, you're probably not going to get as many chances with other, at least bigger studios ever again. Right. Like, <clears throat> this is this is a very small group of people that get to do shit like this. And you, you breach the trust of one of the more open studios out there, I think, when it comes to inviting people behind closed doors. And yeah. you couldn't keep your fingers off your phone, like, Judging by when we started seeing the leaks that are circulating now, it's for anybody wondering, it's for sure we knew it was relating to the season of the deep PowerPoint slides that we've seen, but they say pattern of years. We've had prominent leaks all the way back to season of the splicer. So who knows in that time frame what it was that got leaked out. We did see the internal presentation um, before the 30th anniversary, about six months before that, when we started hearing about that and the potential Halo weapons and things of that nature that those like we saw blurry images of all that me i don't i'm not gonna say that that person did it but that's kind of when all this shit started right was back in uh like q1 q2 2021 and it's been going on for two years now so if they say they've got the evidence i i'm kind of inclined to believe that um not gonna sit here and speculate on you know what the person did or didn't do but there, there's been some pretty prominent leaks over the years. There's been a lot of seasonal shit that's leaked out too. Who knows? Like who, who fucking yeah. knows at this point? Like what did or did not come from this person? There's, I would suspect there's definitely more than one leaker. I mean, because a, a content creator would simply not know the entire plot of the fucking Witch Queen nine months in advance. Right. When I say the entire plot, I mean the entire plot. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there are definitely people who either work at Bungie or who have worked there who feel like they have access to grind. Um, it's unfortunate because, and I saw I saw people trying to justify this, right? Trying to be like, well, you know, if Bungie just communicated with us more, you know, told us that things were coming, like the like you know, like uh, theoretical power level changes, you know, that's some everybody's fucking heard about that by now, right? Um, you know, if they would just communicate these things, I'm like, motherfuckers, we are six weeks out from a content launch. Now we're we're more like four, but it's like we are like six or seven weeks out from this. You cannot possibly be telling me that oh well it's justified because Bungie was never going to tell us that they always save big changes like that to talk about in the weeks leading up to it right they'd already told us there wasn't going to be a power level increase next season how like how how dumb do you have to be to be like well it's justified because this season is still like at the time of the leaks two two and a half months away you know it's justified because Bungie never shares this shit with us like no, y'all also got mad when they told us everything in advance. So pick one. Which one is it? Which one Which right. one is it? Do you want everything fed to you on a platter and then complain about how, like, each season doesn't have surprises? Or would you rather be mostly surprised and just know about, like, core mechanics, like power level changes that are coming? 
I can't take option number two every time. Right. I don't know. I, I think this is just like it also shows like who understands game dev and who doesn't based on well they could have just told us all this like no shit is always changing you don't commit to something coming until you know you're gonna hit that mark if they could go back in time i'm pretty sure they wouldn't bring up in-game lfg until this year right because that was already gonna be a q3 thing i'm pretty sure they would have rather talked about it at the final shape reveal this year and been like, yeah, we're going to put it in beta this next season, then fully launch it in uh, the fourth season. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Joe would love to go back and do that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think this is all just like really, and then on top, you know, and then on top of that, like immediately, maybe 48 hours later, we get uh guardian games, data mines, which just, yeah. I was fucking howling seeing that. Oh, <sighs> gross. That's all I have to say. Is it's gross. It's, I don't. It's I, I don't really understand stupid. why. I don't understand why people just can't like. <laughs> and my, I know my this is silly like, to say in 2023, but like, why can't people just respect the the process? You know. I mean, like, come on. Like we we've all heard about the the Sixers. Trust the process, right? Trust the fucking process. I don't understand what 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 did you get out of this? Like your name wasn't attached to any of it. What the fuck did you get out of this by like? seeing the community react to this shit like this instead of organically. Right. And I think we've all seen over the years how it leads to absolute meltdowns. Yep. Over things that haven't even come out yet. I mean, we're, we've been seeing it for the last couple of weeks over these season of deep leaks. We saw it with the Lightfall ones. We saw it with the, the witch queen ones. Like, you know, this community loves to get itself up in arms until something's actually in the game. They get to experience it. And they're like, Hey, hot damn. It's actually uh that's actually a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, no shit. It's always better when you get to actually experience it rather than read a giant blob of text talking about it. Right. <sighs> man. It's frustrating. It's people, very frustrating. God, people just people suck, man. Like people fucking suck. But I, hmm. Anyways. People suck. This is dumb. I, I, I'm, here's the thing. I'm glad that they caught the person and, and did what they did. Right. I, you know, I don't wish ill will on anybody, but like, man, if you're going to continuously do this and do this and do this and you don't expect any consequences, like, man, you. mm. Yeah. And then like act surprised when you got caught. Right. I'd be like, well, I didn't do that. Like, well, survey says. (laughs) Nani? (laughs) Yeah, survey says. Anyways, I I think it's really, uh, this is just ridiculous and really silly. I don't, I don't understand. Like, at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't don't know. Which is my last thought. I don't know what you got out of this. I don't know what you got out of this other than seeing a community get riled up for no reason and then proceeding to be like, we need to stop, stop complaining as a community. We need to like take a deep breath. Like, motherfucker, you're the one who put it out there. Right. The secret's out now. <laughs> Golly. I just, oh, ne- never meet your me. heroes. Never meet your heroes, kids. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Unless it's Michael Rooker and, you know, you're having shots with him. Because that was a glorious moment. But, 
And Corey, I believe you have something lighthearted to uh, steer us off this topic. You have show and tell. I do. All right, Josh, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. So I'm I haven't opened any of them yet. Really. Mm-hmm. But OK, these are these are not these are not important. These ones are important. OK, so so I got I got me one of these. Oh, sealed. he got he got himself a light fall, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a puka. Sure, did. sure do. Sure do. Look at that. We got we got ourselves one of these, Josh. Ooh, so, uh, by, by my money, probably the best collector's edition they've done. Yeah, for Destiny, it, it's it's close between that and the uh, Destiny One Ghost Edition. Yeah, well, I have that too, but I showed that off last week. Y- you did. And then, Josh, I got this to round out the celebration of of the show. Okay, you know, I uh, I may end up acquiring myself a uh, Beyond Light one eventually. They're getting expensive, man. I know. I really just want the Shard of Darkness out of it as the main thing I want. Yeah. Well, you can buy that separately. They're, those yeah, sound different. I'll, pro- I'll probably get that. And I, I want to get that in the uh, the base Destiny 2 Collector's Edition with the uh, the Cabal box inside of it. This one? Yep. Or the one with the bag? Nope, that one. I had the chance to buy the one with the bag for like 50 bucks for a couple of years off Amazon and just kept deciding yeah. not to. Yeah, I mean, I got this. I got this when it came out, but I just, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I needed the bag. <laughs> no, I was, I was very close to being done with Destiny altogether when Vanilla came out, and after yeah. I played Vanilla, I was like, oh man, I'm actually really glad I didn't buy a collector's edition this time. Yeah, <laughs> how the turntables turn, Corey. I know. So here's the thing, though. Anybody, anybody out there that listens, if you if you are looking to get. Uh, get rid of a shadow keep collector's edition if you're one of them lucky people who bought one you know my dms are open we'll talk just saying throwing Man, it up there. Whew, the shadow keep ones are uh, they're getting pricey my friend i know i know it's uh, i am not i'm not jazzed about it you want to other things i'm not like super jazzed about why don't you, you jazz can... about josh so I'm assuming that we've both played the story mission this week. There was a surprise story mission that was dropped on us. Surprise. Um, at the end of it, and it, was, it was an okay mission. It was a nice little wrap-up to the season. Um, I did enjoy seeing some NPCs in the mission. I just wish they had actually been fighting with us and not behind, you know, a glass pane. Right. Um, it's basically just infiltrating the same ship from the third battleground. Um, Shock. But at the... At the end, you have the opportunity to buy. I, I don't love how they phrase this. You have the opportunity to buy. Um, the there's a ship model in Bungie Rewards, and it's Amanda Holiday's ship. Supposedly, uh-huh. it's the one that we always see her fly. Yeah. It is not, in fact, the exotic ship that is given to you at the end of the quest, <laughs> <laughs> which looks nothing like this. Um, it's very Tex Machina themed. The ship that you get. But uh, you, you can buy her ship, and I, I didn't know it was in there until people started tagging me, and they were like, oh my god, Josh, are you going to get this? And uh, Nerd was like, yep, he's opening his wallet right now. There you go. And I thought about it. I looked at this, and I was like, you know, this actually looks kind of nice nice shape. Then I looked at the price, and I was like, absolutely not. 125 buckaroos for this thing. I know. And I'm like, man, I bought that Vex Caliber uh, weapon plaque for mm-hmm. half of this. Yeah. And that was limited think, to three thousand. This thing, this this stuff is getting expensive, man. It's getting expensive, and it's like, but I like, I 
like that they keep doing so many things because I am getting to the point though where like if they don't start reducing the shipping costs on some of the smaller shit, I don't know how much more I'm going to be buying. Yeah, um, it's to the point where like with like the books, for example, I'll gladly wait an extra month or two and get them off Amazon for ten dollars less and free shipping. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I look at this and I was like. Uh, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, you know, I think that's kind of cool. And I'm like, it is cool. And then I remember that I have the Mega Bloks Destiny 1 ship out in my living room. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I need this. I think I'll pass. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. I bought the Vex Caliber plaque not even a week ago. So, and that won't even come in until like close to Christmas time. So I'm like, I'm I'm okay. I just bought a couple seal pins. I'm going to have another one or two at the end of this season to get still waiting on several. I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to pass respectfully. I'm not, I'm not going to get this. My, my heart now lies with the, the 12 inch statues and I will get those as, as yeah. The, so that, that's the thing is the 12 inch statues have definitely gotten me too. like, I really mm-hmm. want the Varix one. Yeah, I've already oh, told you it. if they if they make a Mithrax, it's game over for me. Oh yeah, no, that's an instant. Uh, I think I'm gonna. A... Sk- I think I'm skipping the Shacks one though because I already have the the original like posable Shacks. That and that was really good quality for the price. Yeah, him and the Saladin, those were both good quality. Yeah, it's I have them both. So, yeah, I have them both. The only thing is, is I took the cape off of Saladin because it it's like. It's like sandpaper material. It's kind of gross. Oh, gross. Yeah. So Damn. like, I, yeah. So I have, I have his head in a cape in a drawer and I have his helmet on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just to the point where like, I'm clearly running out of room for stuff living in an apartment at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running out of room and I just like, I want to be a little bit more selective with what I buy. Um, right. I'll keep doing like the pins because I'm going to get a big board and put them all on there. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. get a nice, like, design board i might even buy the one out of the shop frankly um the octic or the hexagon mm-hmm. looking one yeah. yeah i might get that to put some of my favorite ones on and leave a few in clamshell cases like just pack away the rest but um even those like i'm starting to get more selective now that they're doing the raid and dungeon pins which i like way more right those are cool by the way I, I was looking at them the other day because like i don't know i was in the store and uh by the way had a real scare with the store because I uh, apparently like some people's accounts were messed up Oh shit. <laughs> and like I had, uh, you know, had something in there and it wasn't showing up and I was like, uh, help. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, it, it should be fixed now. It's fine. But it still didn't show up. It's still not showing up that I have ever, ever ordered anything from the bungee store. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> concerning. So, uh, but I mean, I haven't. Nothing's gone missing, <laughs> so um, that's good. But yeah, it was. It was like uh, I I can't track anything. I can't see what I've ordered in the past. This is scary. Yeah, that's not great when uh, some of us have like a couple hundred bucks tied up in them. <laughs> right. I just I, I'm I'm to the point where like I I'm glad I bought the Gallerhorn when I did. But looking back on it, like if I go back and do that purchase again, I probably wouldn't have done it. Not that it's not a good quality. It's it's actually really good quality. It's just that was a lot of money for something that like I don't know if I want to like mount in an apartment. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if you ever if you ever get a house or like somewhere bigger to live, that's gonna look cool somewhere. I, I you know? know it is. It's just like I'm also to the point where like I'm running out of space for like big cool shit. Yeah, like my needler lives up on top of a shelf because mercifully it can't <laughs> stand. I really wish the Gallerhorn would have come with a stand. I would 100% have that up right now. Um, yeah. But like I have a Titan shield on my wall. I have a couple lightsaber. I have three lightsabers already. Well, two two of them are mine. One is my girlfriend's. She wants to make I've, one this year when she goes to Disneyland. And then I've already announced my plans to buy the dark saber, regardless of her plans. Yeah, so. I really, I would, I really want the Titan shield, but it's expensive now. I'm very happy that we bought it for twenty dollars on clearance. Yeah, it's did. like, <laughs> it's like if I could, if I could go over. back in time, I would have bought. We didn't have the money, but I would have one hundred percent borrowed money from somebody to buy the Gallerhorn, which was also on clearance at the same time. Yeah. That we also had no room for. I would have done that. I would have rather had the McFarlane Gallerhorn over the uh, Nerf one, personally. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's cooler. You know, I mean, the that real one. Was, that sucker was fucking heavy. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be. Yeah. It's a rocket launcher. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want from it? Uh, Corey, we have a we have a little bit uh, tonight on the docket for the twab. Yeah, we do. We should probably do the we, twab. We should probably do the twab. Oh, cool! When I rebooted my computer, like half my windows disappeared. Shocker! Oh, so <laughs> so excited. Yeah, I uh, I tend to open up like lore corners and stuff in uh, an incognito tab, and they disappeared on me. So I'm gonna have to search for those here in just a moment while we're answering questions i'll uh, i'll take a look for those but uh, not too much in the twab again this week um we probably got one more sh- uh, one more uh, short week next week uh, in terms of twabs and then we should start getting a lot of information about the new season probably nothing about the dungeon but definitely stuff about the new season coming up um i'm very excited for how good this arbalist ornament looks it's pretty cool this I looks fucking say. awesome this looks very dope yeah, it's pretty. It cool. looks better than I thought it was going to, frankly, even based off of the uh, concept art that we have or mm-hmm. had. Um, with the launch of season twenty-one, the Arbalest ornament is being released, the first ever community-voted weapon ornament. And uh, stellar yeah, state was logic like a year ago, wasn't it? We voted on this a long time ago. Yeah, like a year ago, right? That was. Yeah, like I mean, they the told thing. us it was going to take several seasons, so they expected it would be midway through this year before we saw it. Yeah, but. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have to pay silver for this bad boy. <laughs> it will be available in the Eververse store. Um, but I'm happy to support something like this because I think it's really cool that it was designed by the community. Yeah. I want to talk about this new one, though. So we have another exotic ornament to vote on. Oh, boy. So same deal as last time. They've already chosen an artist. Uh, they're ready to go. Um, so the chosen weapons you can pick from. is Izanagi's Burden. Wither Horde and Thunderlord, each of which have like four ornaments already, easily. Hmm. Um, I mean, Wither Horde's going to win, just straight up. Oh yeah, and it's a, it's a shame because I think Wither Horde and Izzy's both have such cool ornaments already. Um, I think they both have multiple, and I mean, like Wither Horde already looks cool just in the base version, and then if you got the they had the white and gold one, I believe it was, if you got to rank 100 during Season of Arrivals. 
they have the Hive Rune one, which I, by my money, is one of the coolest ornaments in the whole game. They have, I think they've had a red one in the past, and they've had another one. There's like four or five ornaments for this gun, and I'm not even joking. Yeah. Thunderlord had two when it first came out, and then they did a third one down the line. And Izzy's has had, I think Izanagi's also had a couple when it first came out, and then it had that awesome one that makes it look like uh, the fucking Buster Sword last year. It's just a oh, yeah, sword yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna commit heresy here. I personally will not be voting for Wither Horde. Uh, I'm fucking tired of Wither Horde ornaments showing up in the shop. I get why it's on here. It's because it's like the most used exotic and it's pretty essential to end game builds. But, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a page out of, uh, our, sometimes he's our favorite Titan, A1 Johnny's book. And I'm gonna be voting for Thunderlord personally. I know it's a, I know it's a lost cause. I know Wither Horde's gonna win, but I'm voting for the underdog here. I, I mean, I would vote for Thunderlord. I like Thunderlord. I'm I'll not, vote for Thunderlord. I mean, I'm not I mean vote. Thunderlord has a place in the meta again. Thunderlord's great. Yeah. I mean... Thunderlord's great. I, lo- I like Izzy's. I think both of those would be infinitely more fun choices than Wither Horde. But from a design perspective, I there's few exotics in Destiny that I imagine are more fun to design for than Arbalest or Wither Horde. Yeah. So... <clears throat> Everybody enjoy your Wither Horde voting. That'll app that'll go live. Uh, <laughs> starting so, starting on April twentieth, uh, the community will vote through email. So tonight we're recording tonight. The email should be going out sometime tonight. Yeah, community will vote through email on which exotic to pick. Community artist creates three ornament concepts for the winning exotic weapon. Community votes on the favorite concept. The winning ornament goes into production and is released in-game. We want to make sure to give our artists plenty of time to work, so it will take some time until we reveal them and the concepts. Once the community has picked the concept and it's ready to go into production, it's going to take a bit of time to get through the content pipeline, so we want to set the expectation up front that you should not expect to see the ornament in Destiny 2 until the final shape. We know that might seem like a long way out, but we're glad you get to be along for the ride on this one and be an important part of the process. Um, I added in the word be. It was definitely missing from that sentence. Uh, so I think that's actually, I, 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 again, I'll always support this shit. Um, I really wish that they would take some exotic armor <clears throat> Starfire, that do not have ornaments and uh, let us vote on those as well. Yeah, I think that would be a cool idea, like down the line, for us to get the vote on. Yeah, I do too. That'd be cool. Like, so here, here's my, here's my, here's my only thing when it comes to voting for stuff like this. So we vote for we the festival of the lost armor. We voted for like three years in a row now, and that's fine. That's fine and dandy. We this is the second year in a row we voted for exotic weapons. Can we please, please, Bungie? I'm imploring you. Please let us be part of choosing the next Guardian Games armor set because I'm tired of getting fucking track suits. Also, is the Titan like, do they have like a deal with Beats by Dre or something? Because uh, I don't know, but if that Titan's helmet, if that, so I can't tell because we haven't seen high res images of these, obviously. <clears throat> if that is, I, I'm now of two mindsets. One, if it's, if it is headphones. I'm buying that. I'm buying the armor set just for the helmet. Cause you can't buy individual armor pieces for this fucking event for some reason. I'm buying it. I'm never taking that helmet off on my Titan ever. And if it's not headphones, I'll be infinitely disappointed in Bungie's choices because I think the I that actually would have been really cool if like each of the if each of the classes had like a different type of like audio thing. Yeah, that actually would be like kind of cool. Like 
I don't know, Titans, like, you can have, have them wearing them like that. Maybe, like, Warlocks are wearing them over their head. And, like, Hunters, I think it would be cool if you had them, like, around their neck. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's things you could have done, like, uh, just, no, the Warlocks would be assholes. They'd have, they'd have, like, AirPods in their ears. <laughs> It'd be so minuscule, you wouldn't be able to notice. Or it'd be, like, the iPod is, like, slapped. It's their, it's their, uh, it's their, ba- it's their, uh, what do you call it? Their, uh, Bond. Right. It's it's a fucking a click wheel iPod on their arm, <laughs> and like one of those arm pouches that yeah. people used to wear. like that runners use. Yeah, that that would be hilarious. Uh, that that was just for you, nerd generalist. Might be the only one old enough here to remember. So, be uh, be sure to harass him about that and get him a bag of Werther's originals. How how old is nerd generalist? I don't know, but it's fun to tease out tease him about how old he sounds. Mm-hmm. Listen, Fair. man, my guy, my I guy think... can, my guy can field an NBA starting five with a sixth man. Okay, that's fair. So it's all good. That's fair. <laughs> can we talk about like just real quick? Well, the, the twab literally has nothing in it. We but can talk about whatever, Josh. There's, there's the this, this is this is a, a dead week. You know how silly it was that they had to come out because people noticed all these things that were like fucking broken in the game. After the patch went live, and then Bungie had to come out the next day and be like, "Yo, so we forgot to put these in the patch notes." It's like, how did you forget? I kid you not, a dozen items in the patch notes, and these are like significantly. These are significant <laughs> issues. Yeah. First off, first right off the bat, fixed an issue where the terminal overload overload chest could be looted multiple times for rewards and crafted weapon progress. Crafting progress now comes from the key chest and not the base <laughs> chest. What the fuck? Who was I it hurting? Who was it hurting to it's let awesome. us level up some of this shit quicker? Nobody. Awesome. Absolutely lie. nobody. I promise you it was hurting nobody, Corey. I know it wasn't. It was quite helping, actually. <laughs> Unfuck, unfucking real. Grenade kickstart will no longer activate when using a grapple point. Unreal. Reduce super gains from ashes to assets by 50% when getting a grapple melee kill after using a grapple point. <sighs> they basically killed grapple builds for strand hunters. Th- those are yeah, gone. It's gone now. Congratulations. Like, strand hunter just, like, I'm not going to say it sucks dick, but it's pretty close. It's like, yeah. it's probably pretty easily the most underwhelming subclass for hunters right now after this change it was like we were finally in a place where i think like most hunter elements felt good like you could at least make a build out of each element now it's like why why do i want to use strand you guys just nuked like the funnest part of using strand hunter when we have the multiple charges of grapple right that's really frustrating um oh my fucking god it's unbelievable (laughs) un un unreal absolutely unreal um, the only things that are great now that are good now fall damage is now non-lethal to players previously only collision damage was non-lethal and heavy weapons will have more will more consistently gain increased ammo capacity from the multiple reserves mods but listen to, listen to this shit this does not apply to rocket launchers grenade launchers heavy glaze leviathan's breath or a thousand voices so you could have just said only lmgs yeah only LMGs. <laughs> this is I mean, who was who was using it that much to like, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was. <sighs> I one hundred percent was. I was enjoying having like nine rockets in the chamber, Corey. I mean, I was too. I'm just saying, like. I also have been enjoying having like six hundred rounds on uh, what's it called? Um, oh, my fucking void uh, heavy machine gun that I've used so much since it came out. Um, retrofit, retrofit escapade. I've been use. I've been like that's basically my primary weapon right now, running around the game, because <laughs> I come out of a battleground having made hundred and fifty fucking orbs in ten minutes. It's great. Yeah, that'll do it. I'm gonna have a real problem when free volatile is not a thing anymore. I'm gonna have a really big problem. Sorry, yeah, Josh. This, this is just this has been a really fr- this was really frustrating to see like an oops we did it again moment. It's like god damn it, guys. I thought we had this conversation more than once. You gotta tell us everything in the patch notes. You can't like forgetting one thing is uh, that's that's fine you forgot to put something in there cool how did you forget one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven yeah twelve twelve there might be there might even be 13 here there's a fucking baker's dozen Corey. a baker's dozen a baker's dozen that was for you greg miller i know you listen big fan of the show um <laughs> and then node issues everything fucking broke everything fucking broke Corey. yeah sure did Broken. unbelievable unbelievable volatile flow does not activate consistently why not why not josh no idea no idea uh insight terminus strike can produce bird errors when fighting the boss and capturing plates audio is distorted in certain activities check the audio issue workaround section above for guidance that's never a good sign the guardian game statue has the incorrect class displayed as a winner for the 2022 event some Guardian Games Triumphs are activating earlier than intended, and as a result, the title staff now flashes as though something is unlocked. Uh, you'll be able to claim these when Guardian Games unlocks in two weeks. Zone Control does not display an increased Crucible Rank modifier. Uh, dying in the Hypernet Current Strikes boss room can sometimes get a player's ghost stuck in the floor. Quitter penalties were erroneously enabled with 7.0.5.0 launch for completing ma- for completing matches! Rewards Yikes. are delayed upon completing certain raid encounters with some rewards going straight to the Postmaster. Uh, players are reporting that Radiant no longer stuns barrier champs. Fire space no- may no longer be generated from grenade kills. What the fuck? What the fuck, guys? That's all I have to say. What the fuck? I uh. just like literally everything broke and I don't know what to say. I don't yeah. know what to say to this. This is this is actually crazy how much broke. Yeah. But I'll say, auto rifles feel amazing in this game right now. After the patch on Tuesday, Rufus's Fury went from being like, damn, this is a really good weapon to holy shit, this is this is meta and they're gonna nerf this gun next season. Yeah. Like levels of good. This is like Chroma Rush's heyday, but worse. Because if you have it with Hatchling, you're spawning little demon babies everywhere. It's great. It's demon great. babies. Little demon babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. I, I really have been enjoying... Uh, I've been enjoying that gun since uh, the raid came out. And just happy that it's uh, it's even better than it was. So, Speaking of demon babies, Diablo comes out soon. Diablo does come. We actually have a Diablo-related question tonight. Ooh, which uh, we're we're actually going to read that right now. 
we're we're gonna go into questions, Corey. All right, question time. Because God knows there isn't much to talk about in Destiny. I don't really like have much to talk about with the mission that happened. It's just like okay, like it happened. But it, it wasn't really anything though. I mean, it it was fine. It was a nice little bow on the season, I think. But yeah, I also think that just like leaving it where it was with Amanda's death was a really good place to leave the storyline. I think. Yeah. Um with Zavala at her grave. I think that was a good place to leave it, but yeah. Alas, I'm not, I'm not the one in charge of writing this game. So, uh, Nadiki suggested that we do a, uh, tower casuals clan favorite Mario slash Zelda game poll. And I think that, I think Corey and I'll fire one of those up in discord, uh, and we'll yeah. read it the week that tears of the kingdom comes out. But, uh, I told Corey before we started the show, cause I wanted to give him a little bit of warning. I wanted to, uh, what do you want to do? You want to do, you want to do top three or top five? I mean, I could do top five of both. Let's do top five. Let's do top five of, of both. Okay. So wh- where are we going first? Are we? Uh, let's let's which... get Mario out of the way first. I think we'd both rather talk about Zelda. Let's get Mario out of the way uh, first. Yeah. Okay. So for me, for me, top five. Okay. Uh, Mario three, number one. Okay. Uh, Mario two, number two. Mario 3D World, number three, Super Mario World, number four, and Mario 64, number five. Okay, I'm going to go... Ooh, this is, this is actually harder than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to go Super Mario World 2 as my number five. Ooh. I'm going to Super Mario Brothers number three as my number four. To be clear, um, to be clear, when I said Mario 2, I mean like the Mario 2 USA, not Lost Levels. Just want to throw yeah. that up. I'm I'm going the one where you ride fucking Yoshi and you have a cape. Um, yes, Mario World Two. Yeah. Wait, Mario World Two? I'm confused. I have not played Super Nintendo in a hot minute. Fine, I'm going Super Mario Mario World. World, Super Super Mario World Two is Yoshi's Island. Yeah, no, I'm going Super Mario World then. Yeah, I was talking about NES Mario Two. Yeah, no, I'm not talking. I'm not talking that. No, I want Super Mario World. Give me Super Mario World, Corey. I got you. You you can have Mario World. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna change things up a little bit. I'm gonna get a little spicy. I'm gonna go Mario Odyssey at number three. Ooh, spicy. I really li- I really liked Odyssey. I thought Odyssey had the biggest change to like the core 3D gameplay since 64, and I really really loved it. Um, I having to use the hat to navigate the levels was both fun and infuriating. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go Mario 64 at number two. Because, I mean, yeah, it's just so great. Have you seen the Mario movie, Corey? I have not. Okay. I won't, I won't spoil a cameo in it, but I got very I excited. mean, I know I know all the cameos. It's, it's uh, When King Bomb-Omb showed up, mm-hmm. I yeah. shrieked. Chelsea yeah. was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, it's King Bomb-Omb, dude. It's the first boss you beat in Mario 64. It's fucking great. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. I. I really loved that. Uh, him. Him and King Boo both being there was great. Um. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go. Well. So. Okay. So. Yeah. We're. We're just keeping this to like core Mario games. We're not like branching out. So we were branching out. Mario fucking tennis is on this list. The OG oh, Mario tennis. Is no. On this we're. List. We're doing. We're doing. We're doing. Platformers um, only. My yeah. and my number one. This is not me necessarily saying this is the best one, but this is my personal favorite. Super Mario Sunshine, man. 
Mario Sunshine came out at a very important time in my life. I was not 10. I was 10 when that game came out. And I liked 64, but by the th- I got a Nintendo 64 in like 1999, 2000-ish. So that game already felt a little dated to me personally. I know that's a wacky sentence to say. That felt a little dated even when I was a kid, though. Well, it's the, and this might it's the fucking N64 high. controller. It's the fucking 64 controller. Yeah. Well, this I, I mean, this that. might come this might come up in our hot takes, but that was like that's like the Final Fantasy seven effect for me. Right. Where like I didn't play Final Fantasy seven until after I played eight, nine and ten. So like yeah. it also felt pretty dated. I played seven after I played uh, after I played twelve. So, yeah, it 12 felt really dated for me. Um, let's go top five Zeldas now. All right, here we go, Josh. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready for some of these scorching hot takes. Scorching hot takes. All right, so number five, number five, Majora's Mask. Okay, number five, Majora's Mask. <laughs> Josh is choking. <laughs> oh no, I killed Josh with my hot take. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no. You're on mute, Josh. So I took a swig of beer right as I needed to sneeze. Beer just came that's, out my fucking nose. That's not the best time to take a, <coughs> take a swig of anything. <laughs> well, I didn't know I needed to sneeze when I took a drink. And as soon as I had the drink in and I started nodding my head, that triggered it. Holy shit. I literally <laughs> almost spit beer out all over my computer. That's why I almost killed myself. <laughs> so I didn't get beer all over my laptop that already doesn't like me. Hmm. Holy shit, my eyes and my nose are burning. All right, uh, so Corey has Majora's Mask at number five. <laughs> number five, uh, Majora's Mask. Number four. That's Link's what I get for drinking alcohol when we're talking about Nintendo games. <laughs> <laughs> number four is Link's Awakening. Okay. Uh, uh, are you are you going with, uh, with classic Link's Awakening or the uh, one on the Switch? Uh, I mean, it's more like I think 4, the one on the Switch 4B. is different enough to be its own game. I mean, it's it's really not that different. It, it, it looks different. It's, still get lost in the for in the forest. Josh is like dying over here. Oh, holy shit! I'm still uh, feeling it like in my fucking nose. Uh, but I'll put it this way: I I guess if I was to replay Link's Awakening ever, you know, it's gonna be the Switch version. Yeah. Um. So I guess you can throw that one. Also, like, I just don't like getting the Game Boy out at this point. Yeah, I mean it's on it's on the Switch online service now. So that would require me to use the Switch online service, though. That's fair. <clears throat> Which is just ass cheeks. Yeah. All right. What's your number three, Corey? Um. Let's see. My number three is Wind Waker. Fair. Yep. Yep. Uh, number two is Twilight Princess, and number one is Breath of the Wild. God, I fucking hate Twilight Princess. I love Twilight Princess. Like, it, it was my f- it, dude. Oh, it's so good. So if I gotta go, my top five, and this is really hard. Like, y'all know me for loving Halo and Destiny so much, but The Legend of Zelda really was my first gaming love. It what was... you're saying is your number one is the Link's crossbow training. 
no i did try i i did want to buy that and my parents wouldn't let me get it because of the super scope that came with it yeah for the the wii because my, my parents are uh actually gigantic pacifists <clears throat> and don't believe in guns at all and uh they're like yeah you're not getting anything that looks like you're shooting something at the tv so um I never got it, and uh, that's part of the reason why I sold my Wii, because I was so mad about it. I was like, all oh, my friends have it, and then I realized nothing was good with it, so... That I literally just wanted it for Link's crossbow training. Um, so number five, I gotta go Minish Cap. Uh, I love Minish Cap. I love the 2D Zeldas, like, way more than any person probably should. I would really kill for another 2D Zelda on the Switch right now. Uh, was really hoping we would get one between Breath of the Wild and uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I'm kind of shocked we um, didn't. I'm very shocked that we didn't. I'm shocked they didn't find a way to bring Link Between Worlds over. Um, oh, excuse me. Number four, I'm going to go Link to the Past. I love Link to the Past. It's the, it's the best of the pre-Ocarina of Time Zeldas. Um, by far. Like, far and away. And I got to play it on Game Boy Advance for the first time. So, that's I fucking love that game. I'll buy it. Every single time they re-release that game, I'll buy it. Um, number three, I'm going to go Ocarina of Time here. Uh, it's really cliche, but it's, it's a classic. There's, it's harder to find a game that defines the nineties more than Ocarina of Time did. Um, most of your open world games are thanks to that. It's true. Number two, again, should come as a shock to absolutely nobody who knows me. Uh, Wind Waker. Um, when I talk about Zelda being my first love. I loved Pokemon when I was little. Uh, I still remember getting red when I was like six or seven. Uh, On my little black and white Game Boy, it was right before the anime came out. But it wasn't until 2003 where I was like, it went from like, hey, I kind of like playing games to holy shit, I kind of want to like do this forever. And, you know, here, here we are literally 20 years later. It's 20 years now since that game came out. And I'm still talking about fucking Wind Waker. Um, stuck on two consoles nobody owned I still have my OG launch day copy in a box in my closet with my GameCube I have my GameCube solely for that Metroid Prime and Smash Brothers Melee and Rogue Rogue Leader I still have Rogue Leader too Um, and my number one my my number one is it's Breath of the Wild Breath of the Wild is not only the best Zelda game it's the best game ever made period It's it's an amazing game I'm really um, excited for Tears of the Kingdom in a couple weeks, Josh. I'm very excited for Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm hoping that somebody decides that it's time for me to finally grace a Nintendo podcast and talk about The Legend of Zelda after all this time. <clears throat> Intent. Well, Josh, we you might you might get your your chance. <clears throat> I think I should. I think that I I think that I have proven my Zelda credentials, even if I have no <laughs> Nintendo ones anymore. I think I have uh, Zelda and Metroid credentials. uh next question comes to us from tiger jesus uh do you think you and your best fire team could get worlds first in any raid if you could go back in time no no but i will say i will say in especially for destiny one we had i mean we've we figured out king's fall relatively quickly now granted not world's first quick yeah by any by any stretch but we figured it out in like over over the weekend and that was with people you know who didn't take off work to do it and you know had jobs and whatever right but i i actually think maybe 
maybe we could have for Wrath of the Machine. We the first time we did it, we got to the final boss room within like five hours, six hours. And that was opening weekend. I would say the only one that I could consider the best fire team I've ever done it with possibly make it would have been Root of Nightmares, um, I would say. Mm. It's probably the closest that I would have gotten because we did we we got to the third encounter in roughly two hours, if not a little mm-hmm. bit less. We got so hung up on the third encounter because as we've come to find out now, we were doing what is now the challenge for that encounter on day one because hmm. we overthought it and we're completely convinced that that's how we had to do it. So we spent hours fucking up on that encounter and getting frustrated. If we had known what we know now, I think we could, I don't know if we get worlds first, but I think we finished probably in like the top, I don't know, three, 400 teams. Uh, we would have made it to Nezarak with a lot of other people. I'll put it that way. Uh, and then, I mean, Again, if we know what we know now in Nezarak, I would say, again, we weren't on a world's first pace, but we probably could have done it. We did the first encounter on like the third or fourth try. The second encounter, we just kept getting hung up on that second platform. And then, you know, you guys know about my woes and the jumping puzzle. So I don't. So I, I was hasty to say no, but I would say we could have done like really, really fucking good. Um, Yeah. I think I mean I I feel like I feel like the the people I used to play with we could have been close if we like were on our quote unquote <laughs> regular destiny training regimen from back yeah. then. Like I that's mean fair. you 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 talk about how you grind now that's how that's how we were grinding plus last like last uh, and taking king up through like halfway through wrath of the machine like that last year right we were we had i mean we had we had uh kings fall down to like 40 minutes yeah because we were just so in sync with each other and knew exactly what we were doing right and we had like we were doing wrath of the machine and like i think i think the fastest we did wrath of the machine was like 39 minutes or something ridiculous yeah Granted, that's a small raid, but still. Small. Small raid. Yeah. Um, our next question comes to us from... Shit, my screen just went off. Uh, from Ronnie. Ronnie's got a couple questions tonight. He starts off going, uh, I'm really impressed with how the Adept raid weapon upgrade system works. Do you think it will be standard going forward and not retroactive, or will they add in older raid Adepts as we progress this year? Um... I think one, I think it's absolutely, I think this is the beginning of what the standard is. I still don't think it's quite where they want it to be, but I think it's the solution you get right now. I personally need to go get uh, an adept weapon out of Root of Nightmares to play with the system myself. I Mm. still think it's a little silly. You have to unlock the pattern before you can do anything, though. I think that's a little silly. Um, I think a red border adept should give you like two or three times the progress, personally, if you extract that pattern, because it's that much more challenging to get especially if you get it out of the challenge it's that much more difficult to get um i think that uh older raid adepts so if you think about other raids that have adepts it's uh vault of glass king's fall 
and Vow of the Disciple. Um, I do think that they're going to bring it to those three as well. Um, mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of talk about another raid getting a revamp this year. Um, I think Bungie themselves may have even said it, that we're getting another raid with... Uh, I think it was in the state of the game that another raid will get a, an older one. If I had to guess, whenever they rework either Garden or Last Wish, they will probably add a depth into that also. Mm-hmm. Um, that would require them... I don't know. Because they already have the... Their, the challenge already rotates, so they would just have to tie it to that. I could see them doing that. But that may be too much to ask when they're already going to have to do new perk pools for those guns. Um, I would say it's a virtual guarantee that you'll get this in at least Vow of the Disciple and King's Fall, though, within the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then will they do this to regular raid weapons we can craft later on? TBD. I think that the raids would have to be a lot more challenging rather than the gimme raid that is Root of Nightmares. Because um, mm-hmm. I think right now it's just way too easy to go in and pound out that or a deep stone crypt or something like that like i think it's just it's too easy to go in there and be able to do that i don't know if they're going to give us that much freedom on non-adept weapons i had something that's probably better suited to keep on adept or even like if they introduced adept weapons to dungeons i think it would be like a good system for those they aren't going to let you craft nightfall weapons but if you could just do it on those two things on the pinnacle pve experience i think that that would be something worth doing yeah. <clears throat> Corey, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. No, I was, I mean, I don't, I haven't been chasing this stuff, so I don't really have a lot of opinions on That's it. That's fair. That's fair. I... Uh, Ronnie also asks, what is the last subclass power going to be and what color will it be? I don't know how to phrase this, but I think it's going to be the darkness powers that we see Nezarak and uh, Rolkius. It's going to be pink. I think it's going to be gold. I think, it's, I think like gold and black would be kind of the... Because, I mean, if you look at the darkness darkness subclasses of Stasis and Strand, it's blue and black and green and black. I think that they could probably do gold here. Um, yeah. Make it like... I don't know if you would call it like Ascendant or something. I think that would be really silly. But... Uh, Something along those lines, I think, would be good. Um, I could see Titans being able to toss down, like, those little she Instead of it being a shield, um, they pop out one of those things that gives, like, everybody around them the extra health. So it kind of continues, like, that overshield type thing. But if yeah. somebody runs in and shotguns it, it's gone. Yeah. Um, I could see us getting, you know, an ability like that. Um, I mean, Warlocks could shoot a uh, a beam out that's like the uh, the dark the overpowering darkness that blinds the enemy yeah um, i would probably break pvp if i came out with my full idea but um yeah i think something along those lines is definitely something that we're gonna play with in final shape yeah i mean i could definitely see something like that i could <clears throat> also i don't know i still think the final it, it... We, did they ever say we're getting another subclass, or are they just? I mean, we, we just don't. We don't assuming? know yet. We we won't know until August. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if I think if we did do a final one, I feel like it would almost, it would almost kind of look like the way that, like the the reason why I say pink is because like I look at the, when the traveler was attacking the the pyramid ships, right, and you just see all this pink growth, and then like you go into the raid, and it's all these pinks and purples and you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing and then you look at the 
you just kind of I just I feel like it would be something along those lines. Now, granted, if you're a Titan, it's probably just going to be another Hulk smash. But, uh, you know, man, I don't know. I feel like there's different things you could do with it. But I feel like all the great ideas have been (laughs) at least things that I would have said are taken like the like scatter grenades or tying people up like with Strand or. You know, I would almost say like you could warp people if there's some sort. I, of I think I, I really do think it's going to be a sabotage class. Yeah, like, the full power of the darkness. Like we take mm-hmm. it from the witness when he dies or something. Like because we're the one that yeah. walks canonically. What if it, down the line? What if it's white? Like what if it's a white subclass? Like the like the skull smoke that's coming out of his head, right? Like what if that's something we wield? That weird. I think stuff. that's part of his race. I think that's part of, like, I think a traveler fucked him up in the past, and that was something that was done to him. You think those are all, you think that's his entire race coming out of his head, or you think that's just something? No, I think I think he just got race. fucked up by the traveler or by the nine or whatever. Hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's one of the mysteries that we're going to be solving over the next year, probably, is why does you Mega think, Mind look this way? You think that's, like, his personalities from other timelines? I also thought about it could that, be. too. It, I mean, it very well could be. Um, <clears throat> because as far so, as we know, he's not aware that Elsie can travel the timelines. So, yeah, well, not travel them, but is stuck in a time loop. Yeah, I also, Josh, stick with me. Stick with this me. is a this is a huge stretch. Okay, but I was also thinking, and this is this. Th- I know this isn't true, but stick with me. So, you look at a ghost, right? You look at this. You look at our little buddies here. These little yeah. ghosts, right? What if the traveler is just the eye of a ghost, right? And we kind of already saw them make the shape of uh, Sagira, right? Yeah. What if the pyramid ships are just the other parts of the ghost and the traveler is just the middle of the ghost? That would be so annoying. <laughs> I would hate that final so shape. much. I and would that's fucking the final hate shape. That. I mean, it could be. I would fucking hate that. I don't know how you would even begin to rectify that storyline, but uh, yeah. Just throwing that out there because they're all pyramids and they could all I mean, kind of it's easily fair. be pieced together like this, you know? Something I was thinking about the other day when I couldn't fall asleep. Well, Corey, we got a fair mix of Destiny and non-Destiny related questions here this week. I know. I so know. our first, uh, it's funny, everybody decided to give us Star Wars questions this week after last week. Ronnie asks us did. to rank the Star Wars Disney Plus series. Oh, God. Um, so I'm going to say straight up, we're ignoring the animated ones. Yeah, I haven't watched any of the animated Yeah, ones. I think that's too hard to rank. And like, I very clearly have not watched past like the first half of the first season of Bad Batch. I watched the first episode of Bad Batch. I'm like, I'm not finishing this. <laughs> I did love, I did love the anime anthology, but I mean, it's just that it's non-canonical. But it was really cool. Yeah, Visions was awesome. Uh, but with that aside, so we're we're gonna rank the we're not and we're not ranking individual seasons. It's just a straight up live action shit. So so what do we have? We have Andor, The Mandalorian, Obi Wan, and is that? I feel like there's... What are we missing? There's one book more, right? Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's... A I think those are... I think those, those are the four. Those those are the four. Because everything else is animated. So... Yeah. I think... I, I mean, I think there's a clear ranking here. I think Book of Boba Fett's the worst. And then Obi-Wan is third. 
and then the Mandalorian and then Andor. That would be my ranking. Um, yeah, I so I I definitely agree with the bottom two. Book of Boba Fett's definitely the worst. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi is higher, but not by much. Like mm-hmm. it's actually like really minuscule. Like the fight with Vader pretty much saves that series for me. Yeah, um, the I, final fight see, with Vader. By the way, I I understand that that show is not good, but I liked it anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think that's kind of where most of us were. Like, Book of Boba Fett is just straight up bad, with the exception of the episodes that Mando is in. It gave me plenty of moments I really loved, like uh, Boba riding the Rancor in was awesome. Yeah. Him and uh, him and Mando fighting back-to-back was awesome. Uh, getting the Sheriff back was cool. Like, kind of doing a whole, whole Dirty Dozen mission. The, the random aside to, like, Luke Skywalker training Grogu was really weird, and, like, Ahsoka being there was even weirder. Yeah, and um, had no like <laughs> impact on the story really going forward because Grogu just yeah spoilers I guess if you haven't watched the third season of The Mandalorian but it goes back clearly yeah um, surprise <laughs> much wow big it. if true um yeah. I would I would definitely say so for me I like Mando more because it's more fun but Andor is clearly the better made show like far and away yeah. I think it's actually like alarming how good Andor's production value is compared uh, Andor's to so good, man. Literally everything else. Well, this is what happens when you hire an actual fucking filmmaker to make your series. Like, listen, I love John Favreau, but when's the last time John Favreau directed something that was not a CG fest? It was fucking Swingers in 1996. Okay, Stop that's the last time he did something that wasn't filled with CG. <laughs> yeah. Swingers. I mean, you're not wrong. That's the last you're... time he did it. I mean, you're not you're not wrong, but almost thirty years ago. <laughs> I, listen, I I love John Favreau and Dave Filoni, but holy shit, th- there is a stark contrast between them and Tony Gilroy. Yeah. Also, like Rogue One, Rogue One is is clearly the best movie that since Disney took over. Disagree, but I understand where you're going. Uh, and I I mean. It's the second coming off that me, coming 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 off of that is uh, with Andor is you well know, he the, I mean the same team. It's, involved, it's funny right? he's not so. credited as the director for Rogue One, but he absolutely saved that fucking movie. Yeah, he one hundred percent saved it. I'm really happy we're getting another season of Andor. I saw the leaked trailer for Star Wars Celebration and got very excited. Yeah, I kind of am worried that I mean. One season, the first season took place over a year, and this one's supposed to take place over four. That kind of worries so me. So, originally, bit, Andor but... was supposed to be. We're, we're going to go deep on some Star Wars shit here. Andor was supposed here to be five go. seasons originally in its original yeah. pitch. And I'm actually really happy they're not doing that because it would take like a whole decade to do this. And I don't think Tony Gilroy and, well, I mean, Diego Luna isn't doing shit. So maybe he'd enjoy doing it. But um, I think it could have been three. I think it could have been three, but I also think like this show is probably really expensive to make. And they clearly are doing all, like, not all, but a lot of the filming on location and taking, like, a lot of care. I mean, the second season is coming out in August 2024, and we already had a two-minute trailer for it at Celebration. Like, they're, yeah, they're taking a lot of care with this series. And it's a character that I think, like, most of us didn't give a shit about. Let's be totally honest. I heard that Cassie Andor had a show. It took me months to get around to finishing this. Yeah. I I was just like, I don't... I mean, when I watched Rogue One, he was, like... the okay he's cool but like you clearly want k2 k2so is yeah you want that that, that's the big thing like i really was hoping that season one would end on him meeting k2 
Yeah. Or reprogramming him. I'm going to be really disappointed because, I mean, when the show was pitched, like, I was at Celebration the year that the news came out and Alan Tudyk was like, hell yeah, we're doing this. And I was like, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And then, you know, nothing. The They made it really clear that, like, COVID was a big part of their decision to, like, scale back on this series. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's fine. I think they were also, like, a little bit worried, like, are people really going to be invested for five seasons? And after how good season one was, yeah, I would have watched a few seasons of this. But I'll take what I'd rather have 24 really good episodes than like 24 and then like uh, it kind of like tapers off towards the end. Like it's going to have this after season two is over, it's going to have the same amount of episodes as Mando currently has at the end of season three. So I think that's a fine place to end a story. I'd rather have too little than too much. Yeah. So let's talk about the Mandalorian for a second, because I just I finished the the third season today. Spoilers if you have not watched the season three finale. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something with the Mandalorian because I'm I'm not as high on the Mandalorian overall um, as other I think people, a lot of I people guess. have. A lot of people have felt that this season, and I don't necessarily. Well, I I mean, I feel that I feel that overall, like since the beginning. Yeah. Oh well, see, like I fucking love it. I liked that it was different, and like it didn't. I like that it didn't have anything to do with the force and then it just kind of became like, and I'm glad that like this season seemed to kind of get back to the Mandalorian of it all and not like Grogu's Jedi adventures. Yeah. Um, but I'd be lying if I said that like, yes, I understand the shortcomings of this season and of the finale in particular, but God damn, if I wasn't like jumping out of my seat because it was fan servicey, but to an absolutely absurdly delightful degree. Like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. I had fun. It reminded me why I love this show so much. Because so yeah. much of it is Din Djarin and Grogu. Yeah. that And that's uh, why I love it. Like, so, I, obviously, we're going spoilers here. Uh, the, the Bo-Katan plot, yeah, that was really bad. That that and the that and Gideon is, is rough. But every scene that was Din Djarin and Grogu was outstanding. Uh-huh. It just, the, them teaming up to take down the Praetorian Guards was just vintage. This is why I fucking love this show. Yeah. This is why I love it. The Him bringing him into the Mandalorian clan and saying, this is my apprentice and I'll adopt him as my own. Like, it's uh-huh. it's something that we've known since season one, but like him just saying it makes it and like his name being his full name being din grogu now mm-hmm. the shot of him this is this is what i really want to talk about there, there's two shots in particular in the finale one is all the clone tanks that you see of moff gideon that is clearly mm-hmm. leaning up to the cloning crisis and that's going to be part of heir to the empire he's not gone he's a hundred percent not gone oh no there's no way there's no way. You don't cast Giancarlo Esposito and then say, oh yeah, we're just gonna fucking kill him like this. And it was a dope scene where Grogu uses the force to save Din and Bo. That was awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty clearly tying into Ahsoka and Ahsoka, maybe in the skeleton crew, and absolutely the movie. Oh, I forgot that the skeleton crew was coming. And then, man. Jude Law. <laughs> the, the, the scene that just has been living rent-free in my mind is him and Grogu at their home on Navarro. And if they yeah. hadn't included the scene with him talking to the rebel pilots, I would have 100% said, 
damn, that's actually a pretty good place to end this show. Yeah. And I think that was planned as the end before Rangers of the New Republic was canceled. And they had to work those plot lines into these shows now. Yeah. Like, season three of Mando was pretty clearly influenced by that. Yeah. In my opinion. So, like, okay, cool. If four is just (laughs) uh, Din Djarin and Sons exploring the galaxy, like, an Adventure (laughs) of the Week type show, kind of like how season one was, I'm here for it. Totally here for it. Tie it into Heir to the Empire at the end. Cool. We're good. There's going to be something that brings him back to it. But yeah, I was like kind of okay with even if that means like because they've kind of hinted in some interviews this year that yeah he when we say the Mandalorian it's not just Din Djarin anymore like there's a reason why Bo-Katan was credited as a co-star this season or it's like an yeah. actual star why Katie Sackhoff was yeah plus I mean <laughs> Pedro Pascal's kind of not there right now either well and that that's why they didn't take his helmet off. Yeah, because somebody else actually plays him in the suit. Yeah, the whole the whole season it just says voiced by Pedro Pascal. It doesn't even say yeah. played by, you know. And that's so. that's why they were able. That's why he was able to still do both. But if Last of Us is going to be a multi year commitment, I could see them being like, okay, we won't retire the character, but we're going to pull back a little bit. We're going to pull back just a little bit. I and, could. Uh, I mean, I could. I could see. I could see that character being like. Uh, a side character and other things moving forward too. I mean, he'll be a side character, but I do, I, I do 100% because they've already said they're doing season four. John Favreau yeah. says he wants to keep doing adventures with these two. It doesn't feel old to him yet, but I think like there was a sense in his mind of wanting to get back to like an adventure of the week style thing yeah. rather than these overarching plots to retake Mandalore and the dark yeah. saber and shit like that. Well, the dark saber has gone now. Yeah. The dark saber's fucking gone. Uh, don't know that. I mean, and, Listen, I, I'm an I'm an E an old EU purist, so like good. Yeah. Darksaber was a fucking super weapon in the in the old EU that a hut used. So uh yeah. Let's D- just kind of like wrap up. I, I really love where the shows are going though. I big fan. I'm gonna watch Soka. I'm hyped for, for Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew is literally Goonies in Star Wars. I'm yeah. excited for that. I'm excited yeah. for that. Acolyte looks awesome. That yeah. show looks fucking rad yeah it's gonna be cool and uh i'm really just like on my hands and knees praying that lando actually happens because i've never needed something more than uh six episodes of donald glover hamming it up as lando (laughs) you think this is gonna be the sequel to uh solo (sighs) maybe I mean, I could. I, there's no way you don't get all of Aaron Reich back for at least an episode in it. There's no way. Yeah. I could see him being in there, um, but I really do think that they. I think they'll end up doing the series because I'm pretty convinced that the original heroes are going to show up in Air to the in whatever Air to the Empire adaptation happens. However, that mm-hmm. looks down the line. I'm pretty sure that they recast uh, Luke and Leia, and then they use Alden and uh, Donald to be Han and Lando, respectively. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. like 99% certain. But Corey, we have other questions to move on to. I know, we could talk about Star Wars. We could, but we have another Star Wars question. Thing. Yeah. Jiggly Panda asks Jiggly us, Panda. Do you think we'll see Ezra in the Ahsoka show or will he only be mentioned? He's 100% in this fucking show. He's absolutely in this show. You want to know? Yeah, the, they, actor who's, they... the actor who's playing him in live action literally confirmed that he's in the show. Yeah. 
It's the guy. It's the guy that played Aladdin in the live action. It's not Aladdin movie. It's it is not. not. It is Ooh. not. That is not. Nope. He oh. was he was fan cast and he was campaigning for the part. It is not him. Uh, and then uh, Julia Panda also asks, "What is your very early game of the year winner from the games we have seen or have been announced so far?" <clears throat> I don't oh, like dear. deciding things that haven't been out yet. Uh, but if I had to go based on things that I've played, and I'm I'm going to cheat a little here because I'm going to break my own rule because I played the beta so much. Right now, it's Diablo Four. Hmm. And I think we got a big enough chunk of Diablo in the beta. It's the entire first act that I feel like I can confidently say that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go right now. I mean. Yeah. Of games that have come out in the year of our Lord 2023. I mean, honestly, it's probably Hogwarts Legacy right now. Okay. I thought you were going to say Resident Evil 4 Remake. I don't like scary games. I thought you liked RE4. My bad. Okay. It's I've I've never I never played the original really. I mean I played a little bit of it, but I'm Shame. just like I don't like these games. Shame. <laughs> so Shame. Uh, Shame. Um, you can shame me all, all you want. Shame. Game of the year watch the rest of the year though, one hundred percent for Corey and I. It's Tears of the Kingdom. It's Zelda. Oh yeah. It's Zelda and to a lesser extent for Corey, but one hundred percent for me, Starfield and Baldur's Gate three are the other ones. Yeah. Uh, for anybody wondering why I don't have Spider-Man on that list, I'm very excited for Spider-Man, but I am a different level of hype for Zelda, Starfield, and Baldur's Gate. Star- S- Spider-Man's going to be amazing. It's one of the core reasons why I bought a PS5 was for Spider-Man and God of War. I'm yeah. very excited I mean, for Spider-Man, but yeah. I think in a dead period after like Summer Games Fest and Gamescom and stuff, I think we need we should revisit this kind of discussion. Yeah. Because, I mean, the second half of the year, we just, like, we don't know anything. Well, yeah, they've been, most companies have been, like, really quiet because things keep getting delayed. But yeah. uh, very curious to see, uh, oh, God, Final Fantasy sixteen also. I uh, was, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy sixteen. Very excited rad. to see if uh, the rumors about Persona are true, because there's word that uh, the Persona 3 remake. remake. Yeah, well, the, we had the, the leaked video of it the other day, yeah. um, which That's looked that radio awesome. Too. That looked absurdly good. Uh, really hoping that that comes out this year at the very least, and that we get that Persona Six announcement. Um, yeah, I, I so yeah like... we we'll revisit this talk though because uh, we're going to have other slow parts of the year, so uh, we might do like a quarterly check in on this. Yeah. Uh, we got another que- we got another Destiny question Ooh. from uh, A One Johnny. You say, Josh, where is Tolan? Why haven't we seen our little wispy boy since Prophecy? I have no idea, man. I genuinely thought we, when I saw that we were going into the Ascendant plane for Battlegrounds this season, I 100% thought that he would show up here. I'm very surprised that Toland isn't a part of it, but at the same time, I feel like we've almost moved past our need for Toland to be a character in the game. Eris has gotten past her trauma. Like, and I'm not saying that he's tied to, I mean, he's part of Eris's fire team, and I'm not saying like, oh, just because Eris has gone, like, Eris is kind of taking a backseat doesn't mean that Toland has to. I just think that, like, to always have him in Ascendant Plane stuff feels kind of weird. But at the same time, like, if you were going to bring him back into the narrative, next season is the time to do it. Season of the Deep is the time to do it, if you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it sounds like it's going to deal with, like, the Hive and things like that. We know how obsessed he was with the Hive. Um, right. I think that would be the the time to bring it. And Johnny also asks us, is there any chance of a Toland and Asher team up? Yes. 
Um, we've seen that the Taken can infiltrate the Vex network. Yeah. Um, and Tolan, or uh, excuse me, Asher has basically become one with it. I do think that Asher is going to emerge from the network in some form. Maybe not in his actual form, but like in the form of a Vex. Like a Vex mind, maybe. I think it would actually be really cool if him and Tolan interacted that way. Um, yeah. But I think that that would be like, that's like more of a fan wish than anything that would like logically be able to be squeezed into the next two or three seasons. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I mean, so I, I could see it happening, but I think it would be like, if it happens before the final shape, it would be pure, more pure fan service than anything. I could see that being something that we deal with post final shape, maybe uh-huh. in the seasons after. Uh-huh. I could see that happening, but I don't, I don't think it's like imminent. Yeah. Uh, Save 14 asks us, since we already have Sussy Sundays, can we get Shot Saturdays? Every third episode of the month, we make Josh do a GM solo on the pod. Every curse is a drink. Every GFC is a shot. I need the score to back me up on this. Uh, no, because I would die of alcohol poisoning 10 minutes in. Um, yeah, so that's not going to happen. Uh, it, it would take a lot of work to find another co-host that's half, half as good as Josh at explaining Fair. all this stuff. So, uh I also am going to flag that as pass. <laughs> Knox asks us, uh, he has a question for each of us. For Josh, what class will you be playing or maining in Diablo 4? And are there things you would like to see changed or added onto that class in the full release? I'll be playing a Necromancer on my first playthrough. Uh, I really fell in love with the uh, like the raising of the dead and just like having a mini minion army running around. They've already changed one of my, not complaints, but one of my observations, which is just that those skeletons stayed alive way too easily. Um, I think like on when you're playing solo, they should probably be upped a little. But when you're playing in a group, I think that nerfing the health is perfectly fine. Um, as for what can be added on, we only got to see up to level 25. I really want to like play with the more like complete suite of powers before I go like trying to change things. I really only got to play around. I played around with this and I played around a little bit with Barbarian. Um but right now necromancer feels it's op but it feels good like it's fun it's that fantasy fantasy it's that fantasy game fantasy that i want um and Corey knox asks do you have any more spicy hot takes on d2 or otherwise you'd like to share with us oh my gosh give me a hot I take cory what do you, what kind of hot take do you want josh anything get, give me just give me one give me a hot take <sighs> Oh my gosh. I I don't I don't know without any context of like what we're going to talk about. Like uh what's the hmm. most overrated Nintendo franchise? Oh god. Uh Mario. That was not very satisfying. I mean I, I, I was really hoping like... for something spicy. I think a lot of people would actually agree with that one. Uh I mean I think I think I mean what's I would the go... most what's the most overrated Marvel movie? Of the MCU movies, what's the most, most overrated over- one? Oh my god! Um, yeah, there we go. I'm gonna give you a hard one. Thor Ragnarok. Oh god damn you! I hate you. Get, we're not we're not letting Corey give hot takes anymore on this show. Between <laughs> this and the Bethesda bullshit, he's done. Good thing you good thing you asked me about movies and Nintendo and not about like <laughs> real video games. God, uh, no, let it be known, Ed. Corey does not consider Nintendo games real video games. Uh, Nerd asks, he when know, Destiny... He knows that. We argue about that all the time. When Destiny 2 ends, does this become a Christian Minecraft podcast? Fuck no. Uh, and then Fox... <laughs> Hold on. Closes... Before... before, before... <laughs> There's this... There was... Oh my God. 
<laughs> I have to send this to you, this video. <laughs> Are you okay, you... Corey? So, um, the God, what the fuck? The the wedding song that's like cha cha, real smooth. Have you ever seen yeah. the like weird Christian version of that? <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh my god, that's so fucking. Funny. I have absolutely seen it. <laughs> oh man oh, just thinking about it makes me laugh anyways but no we're not gonna turn into a christian minecraft no no peace no be, christian minecraft be. podcast uh peace be with Fox... you though <laughs> peace, Some peace, be with you. peace be with you my son um <laughs> fox asks do you guys still love me even if i'm an adam sandler hater no yes mm. oh well the jury is divided yes and no I mean, it depends. You know what? I'll let him stay. It's fine. He he has been a really good raid leader for us. That's true. He got me through Root of Nightmares. He did get you through Root of Nightmares. Did you get an exotic out of it? I did not. That's a bummer. I didn't get anything really that great out of it, but it was fun. So That's fair. That's fair. Well, Corey, we have two we have two lore corners this week because I wanted to catch up a little bit since we uh we skipped it last week. We got two pieces Let's here. Do it. Uh, both from this week, as a matter of fact, uh, from this final uh, mission final of countdown. the season. Man, I'm really hoping we get some fun Guardian games lore because I really enjoyed the story about the uh, the, the Guardian bookie? bookie. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed the bookie and uh, the uh, what was it, the Elixir last year that we're uh, that we're betting on it too, watching it in uh, Spider's Bar. Yeah, I really enjoyed all that. Uh, this one is uh, from the book Sightlines. Uh, it's a book about Devrim that we get this season. This is uh, number six, The Battle Within. Guardians and civilian functionaries bustled past Devrim as he made his way towards Zavala's office in the tower. The graying scout took a deep breath and was discomforted by an assault of body odor, pollution, market spices, and the sharp sting of aer- aerosolized ether. He suddenly yearned for the clean forest air of Trossland. He knocked sharply on the office door and it opened t- and opened it tentatively. Zavala beckoned him in. The scout sat beside the commander's enormous desk, which was cluttered with minimized displays and blinking holographic reminders. Each, Deverin assumed, was an urgent communicating orders. Thank you for stopping by, Zavala said. I know you're busy. Deverin marched his eyebrows. I suppose that's relative, Commander. He gestured to the field of demanding messages. Zavala dimmed his desktop display with a wave of his hand. It's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. As the vanguard has grown over the decades, leadership is getting further and further from the civilians we're protecting. I can imagine, Devrim replied sympathetically. It seems as though the tower grows taller every year. Indeed. Zavala fixed Devrim with an inscrutable look. Was it fatigue, regret, resentment? But the moment passed. We need a fresh perspective from the ground, the Titan continued, matter-of-factly. Someone who understands both the Vanguard's missions and the civilian populace. An attaché of sorts who can help us coordinate with local governments. I'd like that person to be you. Ah, Devrim replied. He had feared something like this was coming. Mark would be thrilled. He's been hounding me to get out of the field. Then perhaps it's time. I appreciate the offer, Devrim replied tactfully, but I'm afraid I'm not ready to put down my rifle just yet. My knees aren't what they once were, but with age becomes clarity. I used to think working recon made me reclusive, but now I rather believe it's the other way around. What you're describing is public relations, Scout continued, and I couldn't imagine anyone less qualified than myself. I understand, but recon is risky work, Zavala objected. The longer you're in the field, the greater the chance that something will go wrong. That's true, Devrim admitted. 
but as dangerous as it is in Trostland, no battlefield frightens me more than this one. He gestured again to the barrage of unanswered messages. I'll take my chances with the Shadow Legion, thank you. Zavala leaned back in his chair and frowned. I'm disappointed. He turned his attention to the array of messages. But I understand. Not a day goes by that I don't miss the field, actually seeing results instead of just reading about them. The commander sighed. I accept your decision, but if Mark ever asks me why you're still in the field, I won't lie, he cautioned. Bevram chuckled nervously. That's a different mission altogether. So a couple takeaways here. Um, we know that Devrim doesn't have a whole lot of contact with the Guardians of the Tower. Um, yeah. But this whole book has really been about him and, you know, him growing tired of being out in the field and also, you know, his interactions with Mark, who only recently has come into the lore over the last year or two. Um, and that's been really, you know, really nice to see. But he talks about this and talks about and talks about it. And I think this is... This is interesting because I think this kind of gives us a rationale for why he remains in that tower after all this time. Because Trussland is dangerous. No, it's not. It's a bunch of level one fucking dregs out there. Um, there's it's a whole bunch of guardians out there testing weapons. Devrim is safe. Trust me. Um, so I, I, I get it from that perspective. Something else that comes to mind really quickly is a line from The Wire where uh, Zavala, uh, not Zavala, where Lance Reddick is talking to... Uh, the prosecutor that works with major crimes. And uh, she's like, oh, and Lester gave me this, this condescending look. And uh, it's funny because hearing in Zavala's voice, it kind of sounds like, oh, it should be like Zavala, uh, somebody saying it about Zavala. And Lancer Reddit goes, did he, did he look at you over the top of his glasses? Look at you and not say anything. And has had this look on his face of, I'm the father you never had. And I'm very disappointed in you. That's kind of what this feels like here. Like Zavala is being everyone's fucking dad. And like, he's trying to tell Devrim, who is clearly a grown ass man, what he should do with his time. Yeah. Um, but I, I get where he's coming from. Like Zavala doesn't have a lot of people around him. He can trust anymore. Yeah. You know, Saladin and him had only recently started talking again. And Saladin's now on, uh, you know, a cabal cruiser for life. Crow basically is not allowed in Zavala's sights anymore after the bullshit he pulled. Um, Ikora and Zavala have been growing distant ever since Cade's death. He doesn't really communicate with Eris. His friends are Marasov and... That's about it. Yeah. Oh, he likes Hawthorne, I guess. And he just lost his surrogate daughter, so... Which, that's that's the next part of our lore corner. Is because I've seen some complaints of, oh, well, we never really get the impression that Zavala and Amanda are close, and that's true. So they've been they they heard that and they said bet and started beating us over the head with it. Uh, this is Brazen Spark. This is the ship that you get from uh, the end of uh, this final quest of the season. Zavala glanced past the flight instructor to the clock on the wall. He was becoming impatient, but meetings like this could not be rushed. After which she gave me a bent grape. The disgruntled teacher concluded. Is that bad? Zavala inquired. It sure ain't good, a teenage Amanda Holiday piped up. She was slouched in her chair next to Zavala, her lank hair hanging over her eyes. You see? The flight instructor stood, his face turning red. This young lady's disrespectful attitude is a danger to herself, her teammates, and her aircraft. Amanda rolled her eyes. Zavala frowned at the young charge. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. It will be dealt with. 
The flight instructor shook the commander's hand. I hope so. Amanda shows a lot of potential, and I'd hate to see it wasted. After they'd been dismissed, Savala walked with Amanda across the hangar bay. He gestured to a Hawk airship. Do you know how those ships are made, he asked. The sullen teenager shrugged, her eyes downcast. It takes a lot of people, Savala continued. Scrappers risk fallen attacks in the Cosmodrome to find the materials. Machinists get burned. They lose fingers forging the parts. Mechanics throw out their backs to keep them running. Yeah, so? Amanda scoffed. When you talk back to your instructors, Zavala replied, or you think you're better than their lessons, you're not just disrespecting them, you're disrespecting all the people who built those ships. You make yourself unworthy of their sacrifices. One day you'll be a pilot, the commander stated with certainty, and you had better hope that all those people gave the same respect to their jobs that you owe to yours. Though she didn't raise her eyes, Amanda nodded sheepishly. Because otherwise, Zavala concluded, you'll never get off the ground. I'm the father you never had, and I'm very disappointed in you. Hmm. That's all I take away from this. But no, really, it is it is nice to see that they've really come full circle with the... Uh, we talk, we've talked about the Destiny uh, 2 uh, teaser trailer that shows Zavala coming to the city, you know, building the city and stuff. And eventually Amanda Holiday coming to the city. And we all kind of draw that, drew that conclusion. We're like, oh, that's a nice little Easter egg. And it's like, oh, no, shit, that was actually real. Yeah. And this was, you know, obviously years after after uh, Sophia and uh, Hakeem died. And it's kind of the first time I think Zavala allowed himself to care about another person, you know, and took her under his wing. And now he's had to watch her die also while knowing that he is immortal. Yeah. Um, it really feels like this year is going to take a toll on Zavala. Like when we get... We get lore like this, and I think getting lore entries like this just makes, it makes the loss of Lance even harder, I think, to process through the lens of a game, because it's like, well, shit, like, I'm reading this in his voice. Right. And that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, I, the more, the more and more this stuff is happening to Zavala, the more and more I'm like, he's... I think I I feel I feel like Zavala is is done after the final shape. Like I, I think so too. I think at the very least they're going to retire the character. Um, I don't know if he'll get. I think they were setting it up for a death. I think now it's just going to be like we're going to retire the character so that we can leave him in game in the tower. Mm-hmm. But especially if they move to a Destiny three, that makes it easier. I think to cut yeah. the cord. Like, ah, he'll live on forever in D2. Yeah. I did... I did see a theory that if Zavala... Zavala dies, Amanda will come back as a Titan and take over. And Crow, Amanda, and... uh, Who's the other one? Somebody else. Yeah, well... Problem is we don't have another we don't have another warlock running around. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the thing is is like there's going to be a new vanguard and it's going to be Amanda Crow and someone else, right? That's the idea. Man, I would I would low key kind of hate that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Yeah. I think it would be really unearned. I think the person that it would feel earned for would be. I can't believe I'm going to say these words. I think it would be Hawthorne. It would feel earned because we have the Guardian Games lore for her, obviously, where Mm -hmm. she competes as a Titan. And that her and Zavala are seen to like actually have somewhat of a relationship after the 
Destiny 2 campaign, like, you know, they get along really well. I'm not saying, like, relationship as in, like, they're fucking, but, you know, they're they're getting no, along good. Like, she's an honorary saving that for title. Oh, dude, Space Rhinos, man. Um, yeah. But I also don't think that, like, the Vanguard is going to exist in the traditional sense after the Light and Dark Saga is over. Mm-hmm. I think that we're just, like, we're, we're kind of past that. We're back to the old consensus of things. Um, yeah. I don't think there necessarily needs to be, like, a representative of each class anymore. There probably still will be, and I could see, like, I think Ikora will still be the one to do that. That would yeah. be a way to keep her on Earth and not travel mm-hmm. with you. Um, if yeah. she doesn't outright just retire after everything, you know? But, yeah. again, it leads to the problem of there's not another warlock right now unless, like, I don't know, Ido yeah. comes back as a warlock or something or... God forbid, yeah. Aramis. Well, we kind of we kind of came up with the other uh, a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I don't remember. But like where they start creating like a war, like a a universe count council instead of just guardians, right? Like Kaido would be involved, Mithrax maybe, or Ido. Like you get some a representative from the different races to be part of the decision making now too right yeah i mean you'll 100 get that i think that you'll you know you've got mara representing the awoken obviously i think crow can speak for the hunters on a break and speak for you know some of the scientists you know there's there's plenty of people who can speak up i think mm-hmm. um i'd like to see something like that but i also like i'm still a pretty firm believer that until they prove me wrong we're leaving this solar system after final shape yeah jesus i don't know if you can hear that it is raining hard outside right now I do not hear it, but I believe it. That's good. This is like the third rainstorm that we've had this this evening. So, but it yeah, is it is it loud. Too. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that's gonna do it for our lore corner tonight, Corey. Yeah, I uh, it was a good one. It was it was a good one. It's time to it's time to prepare for Guardian Games. A little Iron Banner. I'm gonna play some Iron Banner tonight. Right now, actually, I think before i go to bed because uh i can a little what iron banner iron banner's not up this week is it not iron banner returns at reset on tuesday this week this coming week never mind then yes (laughs) this coming tuesday will be your final iron banner of the season so go get that shader i will 100 be earning it i I have not i will not be playing iron banner tonight then (laughs) momentum control is up it's true Swat. You can go play some Gambit. Bank those moats, buddy. Anyway. Uh, I will be playing some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Uh, I've been really enjoying that. Uh, been playing with our friend Ray. It's been a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, maybe I will play some uh, Resident Evil 4 then because we have a uh, book club coming up for that on Ooh. the other show. So, uh I need to beat that this weekend, so I'll do that. And Corey doesn't like horror games, so... I don't, so... I will say, if you don't like horror games, RE4 is probably the best one to play. Yeah. Because it was the one that, like, made the shift, like, yeah, it's still horror, but it's, like, more action than horror in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. the remake. Uh, the damn bear traps, though, man. But you know what we're getting next week? At the time this show goes live next week, Star I'll be playing Wars. Jedi Survivor. 139 gigs on Series X and PS5. I know. It's like 147 on PC. It's 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 only 40 on the Series S. I was like, I may be playing this on my Series S without the next-gen textures and without the 4K. Uh, And like probably 30 frames a second. I don't fucking care. 
I don't fucking care. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, more power to you, man. I think that's going to do it for us tonight, Corey. It is. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of Tower Casuals. Remember, you can follow us at Tower Casuals. Join the Discord with me and Josh. Josh, where can we find you? The Discord. You can find me in the Discord. I'm Finn in the Discord. You guys can still find me on Twitter for right now, at Josh underscore Finn. But uh, I'm using it more and more sparingly these days. Um, complain about the Mavericks. Oh, my God. No, the Mavericks season is fucking over. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm watching hockey and baseball now because those teams could actually win in Dallas after so many years. So, uh, no. Uh, We've we got the NFL draft coming up. There's still playoff basketball to be played. Uh, got to watch see if Draymond Green steps on anybody else's chest. Mm. Cavs, gotta, man. gotta see gotta see the Cavs the beat the shit out of the Knicks. Mm, I don't know. That first game was rough. I'm I, I'm an honorary Cavs fan. I believe in Donovan Mitchell. At least in this first round, I believe in him. <laughs> I don't know about beyond that, but I believe in him for the first round for the sole purpose of beating the Knicks and uh Rick Brunson. Yeah. Well we'll see. We'll see. The thing we'll is see. the thing is is we we don't have a wing. We don't have a we don't have a three man. A decent I mean, three man. Karis Levert is fine. You guys could have had Tim Hardaway Jr. Could have, but we would have had to give up too much. But instead, we're going to package him with a first-round pick to get someone good. Yeah. Hey, listen. At so. least, if nothing else, you can take away that Donovan Mitchell is probably going to get first-team All-NBA over Luka Doncic. I mean, that's Which great, makes me really but sad, but... I'm just really tired of every single person in Cleveland saying, we should get LeBron back. He's already going to do the one-day contract with you guys at the end. He's going into the Hall of Fame as a Cav. He, br- sure if, he, he if he hadn't brought you the title, then I would see the argument. Yeah. But he brought you, like, other than the Mavericks title, probably the greatest title of, like, the last 30 years. Right. But like it's... I'm really biased when it comes to the Mavs, obviously. D- Dirk won that title by himself. Look, man... I just I live in a town where everybody still thinks Bernie Kosar is the greatest thing that ever happened to the Browns. So Jesus Christ, do they still believe in Tim Couch too? Uh, no, but he is on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Oh my! God. Every Monday. Um, God, get me out of here, Corey. Get me out of here. <laughs> I can't do this. Uh, you can find me. At I am Corey HD uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on my other podcast if you want. You can go look them up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And yeah, you almost saw me die on camera. I did. Josh, by the way, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, Bye. goodbye, everybody. Bye.